Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for Ask the Expert North Texas. I'm Kristen Diaz. I'm David Rankin. There are so many questions about what happened with Silicon Valley Bank's failure over the weekend. A lot of people wondering if this is the start of something much bigger with banks in this country president says everything's okay for the banking system. The government will give loans to other struggling banks to stop any more of these failures. On today's Ask the Expert, we are joined by Dr. Victor Carcel, uh, Val Carcel. He's an associate professor of economics at UT Dallas, and he's in the KRLD Zoom room. Doctor, thank you so much for the time. Thank you for having me. All right, let's start with Silicon Valley Bank. That one had been huge for tech companies. What happened there? Yeah, so um, in essence, uh, uh, banks take depositors, take deposits from depositors, and generally what banks do is kind of look for a diverse, wide array of depositors um, and, you know, diversified uh, depositors. And what SBB did, in essence, was kind of uh, expose themselves to a very concentrated subset of depositors that are very linked to uh, capital markets and capital ventures. And these people are very savvy investors, but they're also quite finicky. They're also uh, quite fast moving. Uh, And so, uh, in essence, what the uh, what the bank uh, ended up doing is uh, kind of failing finance 101, which is what they tell us is you want to diversify a portfolio to kind of minimize risks. They didn't do that. Uh, their depositor base kind of uh, raised to take their deposits out, and that became a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, something that is substantially fa- uh, different from what happened in 2007 is that the, the rate at, with, uh, at which these deposits were being drawn down or demanded was extremely fast. And why is there now concern for everyday Americans like you and me if we didn't bank with SSB? So let me first say that uh, it's uh, that the, the the banking system as a whole is very well capitalized, is flush with liquidity. Uh, uh, the banking system is really quite healthy. It's a very different world from what we had in 2006, 2007, 2008. Now, having said that, some banks have been kind of uh, kind of conducting uh, search for yield, looking for to get higher returns by looking for more exotic products. And uh, 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 the cryptocurrency um, uh, uncertainties that that we've experienced this last year kind of uh, could percolate into a, into a, uh, these banks if they are highly exposed to these deposits. Should everybody else worry, should should the average citizen uh, banking at a major bank worry? I don't see, I see this a very limited event. I don't see this as kind of a, a, a you know, having any any danger of, a, of having a big contagion effect. As long as the Federal Reserve continues to move swiftly as they've been doing, and as long as the Federal Depository Insurance Corporation continues to move swiftly as well. So what happened with the depositors at Silicon Valley that, the the customers themselves worried that they couldn't get their money out, but here comes the federal government saying, you're protected. 
Yeah. So uh, one thing to uh, notice is that the, the Federal Depository Insurance Corporation is actually not really the federal government. And so uh, 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 to some extent, think of the federal, uh, the, the FDIC. When you go to your bank and you see the FDIC plaque there, think of it as kind of like an insurance scheme that the, that the banks uh, in the system kind of participate in. And so uh, uh, just like uh, I, 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 I'm sorry to report that my local government doesn't cover my car insurance payments, it has, I have to cover it myself. Banks actually have to be the ones that are funding FDIC. So those those funds that then FDIC will uh, will use to make the SBB banks uh, depositors whole, those come from those premium that those banks are continuing to uh, uh, are, are continuing to deposit into. And so um, uh, this is uh, uh, not a situation where the government is going to come in and nationalize the bank and kind of take it over. This would be a cause for concern then for, for the, the, the average public uh, 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 taxpayer. Uh, I don't see that as a, as a major uh, issue happening now. What kind of legal actions can the those that are affected take? Yeah, so uh, so I'm not a, I'm not a legal expert, and so um, uh, uh, generally speaking, um, uh, there are two kinds of parties here going on in, uh, associated with the SBB, which are the depositors, which are completely covered, and then there are the equity and bond holders. These are actually investors into the bank, and those and the Treasury Department came out over the weekend saying that those folks would not necessarily be covered, and that m- makes sense to some extent because as an investor, you always have to kind of contend with a certain amount. Of of risk and take personal responsibility for the risks that you take. And so um, uh, you could have uh, a situation with some of those investors are kind of uh, uh, looking for legal recourse. It's not clear to me that um, that, uh, uh, that, there is, that, that, that there is much of a case to be made uh, uh, by depositors if they're made themselves whole uh, by FDIC. And that's what largely is going to happen. Is there a lesson to be learned here for other major banks around the country for what happened to SFB, especially you mentioned the fact that they had started looking kind of deeply into areas like crypto? Yeah, so the, 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 I think the major lesson is one that we've known in economics and finance for a long time, which is diversify your portfolios, right? And, and this is the, the, the good news is that the, large, the, vast amount, um, a lot, uh, the, the vast majority of banks in the United States are, are doing exactly that. Uh, not only that, uh, we, we live now in a, in a system of ample reserves where there is a, 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 a flush amount of reserves, in, uh, bank reserves uh, 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 floating in, in, the, in the banking system, unlike from 2000, unlike what was going on in 2006 to 2007. So you had a major bank failure and in a system where there is not a lot of reserves and there is a lot of constraint of liquidity, that might actually create a domino effect. I see less of a danger of that nowadays, largely because of all the lessons that we learned from 2007 and 2008. How long could it potentially be until um, the Silicon Valley Bank is able to get back on its feet? Yeah, so that kind of uh, uh, it really kind of depends. So there is a number of uh, uh, there is a number of uh, uh, processes that kind of take place. Uh, the Federal Market, the Federal Reserve has in place. Um, uh, process like process and assumption method, where they actually come in and and uh, and, liqu- and and liquidate assets, for example, or they find a a, a, a prospective buyer as as 
uh, uh, what happened with Merrill Lynch and Bank of America, for example, in 2007. And so that's kind of we, we kind of have to wait and see a little bit. They, I think the 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 most important thing to consider here is that the depositors are going to be made whole, that the banks are uh, are uh, substantially healthy, and they want we need to stem the tide of any kind of uncertainty. Now, cryptocurrencies are going to be volatile. They're volatile by definition. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that it that that doesn't make your bank more risky unless the bank is heavily heavily exposed to crypto and this was what's happening in SVB. Dr. Victor Valcarcel is an associate professor of economics at UT Dallas. Doctor, thank you so much for the time. Thank you for having me. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.